Welcome, everybody, to the Bloker Joker podcast powered by Pub Sports Radio. My name is Cody Gelhausen, and with me again for the second time this week is Matt Lawrence. Matt, my friend, how are you doing today? Oh, Cody, I couldn't be better sitting here talking with you. I've had a couple brews tonight, so I'm feeling a little bit loose. The bets have been locked into place, and I'm ready to break down this card with you as always. Yeah, I'm with you. My unfortunately for me, my my alcohol intake, I've hit the under. I'm only on one beer, which is wow. quite unfortunate. It was under, I believe, three point five was a normal Thursday night for you. <laughs> yeah, Thursday night is pretty much just right there. It's usually the highest total of the week for a young <laughs> squid. <laughs> oh man! But hey, we're back again the second time this week. I had a rough go of it with the two uh, return matches. Uh, what was that? It was yesterday the matches were. Um, but it, we're moving on. My Arsenal lost. I don't really want to talk about it. I'm going to be honest with you. We can, you can get on me about Davin Louise all day, but everybody saw what happened there. Um, how'd you fare? Um, I, you know, I really didn't dabble too much with those matches. I, I figured that, you know, I, I thought that there would be a draw in that Villa Sheffield, you know, to be completely honest, Cody, you, you got boned hard there with the VAR, um, goal line technology, whatever you want to call it. That was, that was uh, really tough. Um, it was tough to see, but you know, you'll bounce back. It's just one match, and and it was one out of nine thousand where the goal line technology has not worked. And um, you know, it's it's just, it's something that you can't predict, and it's just it's twenty twenty, man. It is, it is, and it. I mean, that really was a heartbreaker. I mean, and you know, the funniest part was uh, the match official is watchman off in the locker room, um, indicating the goal. The technology got crossed. Uh, but what are the odds? You know, they, they, I was reading into it as well, just to wrap it up. They had five players covering all the sensors on the goal. Never happened before. Never will happen again, I bet. And uh, we'll chalk it up as a lost. A FanDuel, if you bet that, if you did follow me and bet FanDuel, you got your money back. So some of you lucky ducks out there are uh, not hurting as bad as I am. What are you doing a song over there, Matt? Singing a song, doing a dance. Thursday night, baby. It is Thursday night. Let's uh, let's get into it. You know, something interesting about these matches this weekend and going forward as well. Usually you see um, a load of matches at 10 a.m. Eastern. Then you have a 12 noon match, maybe a 730 a.m. match as well. They're spacing every match to have its own airtime, which is great for everybody's, you know, wants to dive in with two feet and watch every match. They're all spread out over this weekend. You can focus in. If you have nothing to do this weekend, sit down and watch every single match which is fantastic for a football fan. And the first match of the weekend, Matt, is Norwich. Southampton is going to travel to Cairo Road. Um, in this match, what I have on my book is um, Southampton plus 123. They're the favorites. You can grab Norwich at plus 215. Posted totals at two and a half goals, shaded to the over as usual when Southampton uh, or, or Norwich really playing a match at minus 122. So all pass it over to you do you have any thoughts on this match and if so i want to hear them so for this one here i'm not playing anything but i do think that the best angle to take in this is not a side 
and it is the total and to go up, up, up and over the posted total. Because I think that if this match, let's just say hypothetically, it was played, um, you know, back in February, March, you know, before coronavirus, this match would be the total would be at three, maybe even a 3.25. I mean, these teams, we know, Cody, they have been both teams to score trenders. They've been over trenders really all season. And I just think that the way that Southampton like to play that the counterattacking style under Hassan Hoodle, which they have tied him down to a four year deal. Kudos to them. I think that was a great move by Southampton to get that done. But, you know, I think that Southampton is the right side. And I think that the over is the right side. But if I had to take, if I had to take one of them, it would be the up, up, up and over and steam is coming in. Now I'm seeing minus minus one thirty-five at some shops here. Mm. It's going the right way, and yep. it, it should. I, this total is too low. It, it is too low. Um, the only way I see that this stays under is just maybe, you know, not having match sharpness um, coming off the break. You know, some interesting little tidbits here. You know, uh, Hoiberg was stripped of the captaincy this week by right. by Hussenhudel. So I don't think he's going to be in. Um, that's going to be really, really odd. You know, he's a pretty classy midfielder, as we know. But yeah, Norwich, they needed the break. Southampton, they like to score goals. I, I expect this to be pretty up tempo. And I think this one goes up, 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 and over the post. Yeah, I, I see what you mean with the over because you're right. Usually this, this total will be a little higher. Um, the only reason I don't like the over, because that's usually where I look with these sides, is because Norwich offensively were so poor really since the, the turn of the new year. Um, struggling to score really more than one goal in a match since January. They haven't been able to score more than one goal in a match, but it's Southampton. Southampton can easily, you know, put a few by um, teams at this level. They've been doing it all year. And so I, I see where you're coming with coming from there. I'm not going to play it either, but I do like Southampton on the money line at plus I've what led plus one twenty three. I got them earlier. Yes. Um, but I, I just don't feel comfortable pulling the trigger here because Norwich, I think can keep it tight. They haven't been that bad defensively, which leads me to believe this one can end up as a draw. Um, so I'm going to stay away from it. Danny Ings, though, he could easily get a goal or two. He's been in form all year with 15 goals in the Premiership. Um, Norwich, I'll touch it on again. Only scored. They've averaged less than a goal a game this season now. And they were red hot at the beginning. They're scoring goals left and right. Um, so it, I'm just going to stay away. Southampton did win the reverse fixture back in December. And I see that trend carrying on in this match, but I'm staying. Yeah. Actually, I backed them in that one. And and so, you yeah. know, I, I normally, you know, when I'm doing my handicapping, I do tend to look at and go back to the first fixture, especially on the second time around, of course. And, and uh, you know, just do some analysis just in terms of like chance creation, things of that nature. And yeah, we backed Southampton. I believe we both did. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think we might've backed the over as well on that one. So um, but yeah, like you kind of touched on with Norwich, uh, you know, towards the beginning of the season, they were more free flowing. They were able to find the ball in the back of the net and maybe this break will help them. They've got a lot of young talent there sure. and their legs should be fresh and ready to go. They should give Southampton some fits here. It's just yeah. not enough for me here to pull the trigger. I want to so bad on both side and total. But I am staying away here on this one. Yeah, I, I get you. And you, you figure Todd Cantwell and Timo Pukki can link up once again and get a goal. Uh, they do so well together. So. They do. 
I see, I see your angle there. Where should we go next, Matt? Let's go to the premier match of the week here. It's a classic. It it really this is a this one is intensified even more with the Mourinho, you know, managing United and you know in years past here and in most recent years. And you know, with getting Harry Kane back here, Tottenham United, right. this is gonna be a proper, proper English football match. I'm seeing plus 146 right now at five dimes. If you like United or if you like to take them, draw no bet. You can find that at minus 132. Uh, Tottenham, uh, you know, plus 200. The draw is plus 243. We've got a posted total here of 2.5. It's basically minus 110 on both sides, depending on where mm-hmm. you're looking. Cody, you want to start off here? Yeah, um, I'm going to play this one. Um, looking at this match. To, uh, playing the over two and a half goals. I got him at minus here, right? Minus 109 on DraftKings. And really, Matt, in this one, I think the goals are coming. You're right. Harry Kane is back. It really changes the dynamic of that Tottenham, off- Tottenham offense. When he's not in, I think they struggle. You know, obviously they miss his goal scoring ability. Just he's lethal in front of goal, especially in the box. But his distribution is is absolutely key. He's the best passer of the football almost in that side. Now you will not have Deli Ali in this match. He is susp- <laughs> he is suspended from his antics over the uh, coronavirus. Oh, wank, wank, wank. and his uh, I believe actually it wasn't even that he got suspended for his uh, for remarks. I believe like his his uh, some will say racist remarks, if I'm correct. But um, he's not going to feature. But uh, on the other side, United will have Marcus Rashford back in the lineup. Rashford been in the news all week for. Um, his actually his uh, political work providing meals for children in the in the United Kingdom, but um, I, I just see the goals here. I think United were so good going into this break; it was the worst thing that could have happened to them. Um, Bruno Fernandez being in that side has revolutionized that team. And when you're getting your your top goal scorer back in Rashford, I, I don't think there's any way you see this go under two and a half goals. I was I was a little shocked by by that posted total, just because of how poor. Tottenham are defensively. I mean, 47 goals scored and 40 allowed. That's that's a pretty horrific defensive record, and it's obviously a fantastic goal-scoring record. I see it as an open match, um, and I think this one will go right on over. And I do like United to win if somebody's looking at an angle on, on that sort of that sort of bet. I did the draw no bet. I didn't like the odds well enough. I like the posted total a little bit better. Um, what about you? What are you thinking? What I'm thinking is shame on Dele Alli. I mean – your yeah, the the racism uh, antics, you know, the mocking of the coronavirus as a as an Asian lad, um, you know, you you have to look to your your left hand side here and see probably your best or second best player on the team in a zone that we know, and you cannot be doing that, Cody. Yeah, shocking. Be doing that, he fully deserves the suspension here, and shame on him. He's miss, missing a huge match for the Spurs side, but in terms of where. I would like to go here again. I, I am passing here, but I do think that the right side is Tottenham because it's just, it kind of, it's like going back to the well here for me. If you give Jose Mourinho this amount of time to prepare for a team that he knows inside and out, I expect him, the special one, to grind out a result. And, I, you know, I think one of the best angles to take here. And I I haven't really talked about this too much on the podcast, but it's something that I found success with in the past is um, 
why not take Spurs and take the draw here? And if one of them hits, you scrap out a unit of profit right there because they're both hovering over plus two hundred. Um, I and then if you have if you take them on the double chance, it's like you're it's minus one sixty. So that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But um, yeah, for me, it's too much time for Mourinho to prepare here. I know that. You know they've been arguably worse in terms of um, you know they're a lot they're allowing goals at a rapid rapid pace that we've never seen any Mourinho side really allow. Um, but I, I just think that he'll have them somewhat oiled and ready to go. Maybe it's just the Liverpool in me that doesn't want to back United. I don't know, but I I am fully passing here. And also I want to see I want to see what happens with the Bruno Fernandez and Pogba relationship out on the pitch. Because for some reason, to me, I don't think it's going to mesh very well. I think that there are two players of very similar qualities, similar styles. And sometimes when you get an abundance of those in midfield, it can kind of just, you know, the balance is somewhat offset. So, yeah, for me, it's a it's a lean, but I, I do lean spurs and, and really any way you can shape them. Uh, draw double chance, draw no bet money line um i i think that they find a way to at least get one one point from this at home and matt i think it's time that uh, maybe i'm gonna have to be the one to start this it's time to rebrand jose Mourinho. he should be maybe the above average one now the fraudulent one maybe i the special one it's just not there anymore he's not the special one where he he hasn't done a good job of spurs horrific job with united his his specialty in organizing his side and his defense is long gone. He hasn't been able to get it together, and he's got talent on the pitch. I I, I don't want to hear I, his fullbacks aren't great, but he hasn't really done much for this side. Granted, he's getting some players back. Maybe we'll see them turn that corner, but I think United is in a good spot to really keep that momentum going after the break. You know, I think he was a special one for Sky Sports in that interim bef- between management because I really enjoyed listening to him as a punch. Oh, yeah. He was fantastic there, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, some of that, uh, you know, it's just, he's just kind of rusted away a little bit, you know, it's just some of his game changed has rusted away a little bit. Yeah. The the game's changed. I think it's passed him by a little bit and he hasn't been able to adapt as well as others. I agree. I agree. So let's carry on here so I can get into the action here. I've got a bet coming up here, Cody. (laughs) Let's uh, let's move it on over to, Lester taking on Watford. Lester going on the road here um, into Vicarage. And we've got Lester at, you know, anywhere from evens now. I think the lines come down a little bit. I saw earlier today it was around plus 110. Um, it, it's down to evens now. And if you want Watford on the double chance, you can find that around minus 120. Um we have a posted total here of two and a half goals, basically minus one ten on both sides. And Cody, I'm just going to jump right into it. Lester struggles here at Vicarage. They struggle. Yeah, they tremendously. do. They they yeah, have they not won here in oh I can't remember. It's definitely three trips. It might even be more. It, it's it's not good. But this is one of those where I'm finding. Guess what? This is not the same vicarage because we know that that place can get pretty rowdy. They've got a solid fan base there that Watford do. And for me, 
you know, I just look back to the reverse fixture and I really do think that Leicester have too much quality up front for a, for a very solid Watford squad. I've, I've enjoyed backing Watford. Um, but you know, some of their statistical data doesn't really show a ton of improvement under Pearson. Um, as, as we know, we have backed, you know, Watford a little bit when they had the managerial right. change, but you know, the, the data doesn't really back it up as them really getting a ton better. And so for me, like, I just think that Lester, they're going to be able to hit him on the break. They're going to be able to control some possession in, at certain times and, and they can create on their own. Watford are going to try and make this game more physical as we know. And, and I think that Lester are far too slick for them here. Um, I, I think that Rogers, you know, if you're Rogers right now, Brendan Rogers, you, you're thinking, let's get this top four race done and dusted. Right. I, th- th- and the same goes for Watford. I mean, th- this, this is one of the most important matches of the week. Th- this one is going to be fantastic to watch on a Saturday morning, probably cr- be cracking a brew. I'd say the over under on brews at seven 30 at Saturday would be 1.25 <laughs> not probably juice to the under sadly but i tell you i'm gonna take that bet on the over this saturday because it's back baby i mean we're, we're back and you know i i just think that i think that they're gonna be too much for them it's just simple simple as that i think that they're more organized I just love this this starting eleven from Leicester, and I'd like to see them get this top four secure here. Two zero in the reverse fixture, they looked really good there, and so yep. you know you're giving me. I, I found earlier today I got a plus one fifteen on Leicester. Right now I'm still seeing some plus one oh sevens, one oh eights out there, and um, I, I'm all on it. That's my, it's a one unit play for me, Leicester City. Yeah, um, I, I'm pretty much right there with you. I'm not playing it, but I really, really like Lester in this one. Um, the reason I'm not playing it, it, it's I didn't want to spread myself out too much. To be honest, you know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta pick and choose. I didn't love it, but the numbers, you're right. I have the same notes here. Lester have lost three straight away to Watford, but this isn't in a way match. Damn near, it's just, it's just not. You can't look at it that way. This is a neutral site. It's a yeah, neutral it's, site. And and even if it wasn't, this Leicester team is different. They're just lethal at scoring goals, and the defense is much better than they've had, bar the uh, title winning season in 2016. And Jamie Vardy, he's got 19 goals this season. I see him really, really chomping at the bit to get over that 20 mark here, and and, and look to have maybe a 25 goal season at a, at, a, at a, on the other side of 30. Um, I think he's motivated. Brendan Rodgers is motivated, and the whole squad is going to be motivated. To like you said, lock down that top four spot. They're going to be back in the champions. Like the foxes are howling at the moon. They want in, and I think they need all the points they can get. And that's what's going to be on their mind. Now, on the flip side, Watford need every point they can get as well. They're going to be clawing to get a point here, but I just think they're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to need um, a stellar performance from Watford to to get a point in this one and i don't think they have it decore would have to put in a master class shift and they'd have to be uber organized in the back and i don't think they have it right after the break i, I see lester getting all over them yeah yeah i think the only concern is maybe sar hitting you on the break a little bit um mm-hmm. there's going to be no Deanie here there's a couple others in that wadford starting 11 that are currently what i'm reading are doubtful right um, 
So yeah, give me the best Leicester 11. And, and like we just talked about, I, they do not want to be sweating around United and Chelsea late here in a couple weeks with this top four at, at bay. So yeah, get it done, get it over with and let's move it on Cody to your boys. Um, you know, it was, you know, to me, I really think that there were more positives than negatives against City because when you had your best 11, first of all, let's talk about the balls on Arteta to roll out that 11. Um, a lot of youngsters. The guy's got absolute cannons for for some, for some a nut sack. But it's really – it's touche to him. Um, I think he played the right 11. It was awesome to see Saka on the wing. Surprised to see him on the right, but that's the way that it has to be with Abba. But, you know, it, it, you can blame one guy. He's a big loser, as we know. I mean, it's it's David Luiz. You know, the guy has won a, a UCL. Credit to him. Yeah. Um, but it, it, he's the guy that I was screaming at, Cody, when I was at Anfield a couple years ago. I was just I – was, I was screaming was 7-1, to 7-1. to Luiz, do you remember that? And he was <laughs> – he was right there. He could definitely hear it, and uh, they ended up losing that one too. So Shocker. Yeah, big shocker. Yeah. He's been a huge uh, – just a huge disappointment all around. The money that you paid, just it was such a panic buy, and it has it has proven costly. Yeah, no, you're right. And I, Will you read the line out? My, my, my computer's frozen. I, I, can't, I can't see it. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, let's, yeah, let's break down the line here. So – we have got Arsenal. They're around plus 120. Um, let's see. I know the over-under is at 2.5, and right. it's uh, yeah, it's pretty normal. A lot of 2.5s this week. So. Right, right. So w- what I'm looking at in this one, and just to kind of touch on what you said, David Louise, it, it came out, I think, a week or two ago. It ended up we spent $24 million, million pounds on him, which is – Highway robbery, first of all, on Chelsea's part. He averages, and this, honest to God, this is, has to be the worst in Premier League history. He averages conceding a penalty every six matches. That is unfathomable. For, for, Arsenal, league in, for Arsenal, yeah, for Arsenal. Yes, this, for Arsenal yeah. this season, I'm talking. Incredible. That's atrocious. He's played in most of the matches. It, that's He's allowed four penalties. He's got two red cards. And he, he's just a liability. And you talked about the 7-1 in uh, in Brazil. His career took a turn right there. Um, it really did. He hit a wall he has not been able to come back from. But um, I don't think you're going to see him in an Arsenal kit again. And, yeah, the Arsenal match, um, it was positive. The first 35 minutes, I thought we played well. And it's I was pretty shocked to hear, you know, reading articles and listening to a couple other podcasts just – people just ripping Arsenal apart. Like they played this horrific match, which I, I completely disagreed with, to be honest. Um, I, I think they're going to really find their way back. I hope so against Brighton. It, it's typical Arsenal though. I can't back them here. I mean, you, I really think you'd be kind of foolish to back Arsenal in this match just because of how volatile they are. And if you're going to go anywhere here, and this is my lean, I, I would play the draw at plus two twenty five. These are two teams that have consistently drawn matches all year. Brighton with 11 and Arsenal with 13. Brighton drew four of their last five matches going into the break, and Arsenal have drawn five straightaway matches in the Premier League. I think it's going to be low scoring. I see it as a 1-1 draw. Um, that's that's the way I see it. Ar- Ar- Arsenal have too many issues going forward. 
and um, defensively, they're not going to keep a clean sheet. So that, that's where I'm at on that one. Do you have any thoughts as well? Yeah, I'm telling you right now, a ton of money today has come in on Brighton. A lot. And it's starting to get to the point, though, where if more money does continue to come in on Brighton, I think that there's value on Arsenal. Right now, I'm seeing at DraftKings, it's down to minus 140 at a draw no bet for Arsenal. Mm -hmm. And I just think that they looked so drilled. I thought Arteta had them so well drilled against City. Obviously, this is going to be the reverse type of game plan right. um, that you're going to have. But, I mean, they're, they're going to have shots on target. And, and you know, I, this yeah. one is so tough for me. Yeah. But I, I'm kind of going back to the well here. It's a bet that I had a lot of success with um, before the break. It, it's a, just a lean. I'm not putting my money on anything in this match. I, I would <laughs> I, I could, though. If this, if this does get down to like a pick em minus 120 for Arsenal – I'd say the trigger should be pulled. I don't think that they're losing this match. Uh, that's the one thing. I do not think that Arsenal are going to lose. No, they shouldn't. They well, shouldn't I think that would be one of the safest bets that you could take in a long time, really. I, I don't see them losing here. But I, I do lean under 2.5 because I just I, I like the center back pairing of Brighton. It, it's it's very cohesive. Yeah. It is it, you know that they're gonna sit back. They're going to sit way back. Arsenal are going to have 65, 70% here. So, in possession, that is, sorry. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, no Mari is a huge concern. It looks like it's going to be Rob Holding that's going to have to slot in, which isn't, it's not, that was the point. It's not yeah. horrible. I mean, it's just, is he ready to go? Um, and, so, and I can give you real quick, I can give you insight on Rob Holding. Rob Holding, he had a fantastic year a couple of years ago, did his ACL in last year, and he, mentally has not been able to recover from that when he's played he's been really really poor positionally he's been out of touch and uh his confidence going into tackles has been a real issue as well uh mustafi and holding they i they never play together they, they just don't um it's, it's a real concern where mustafi's gonna have to cover a lot of ground he's gonna be the one that's kind of you know take the lead in this pairing and that that really worries me granted chaka also a serious doubt for that match and he's the screen door. He's as important as the center half for us, the way Arteta uses him. So that really worries me. I think that's why you're seeing some money coming on Brighton as well. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the right call. I think that if you're backing Arsenal, you're somewhat crazy. And I think that you might you might still win here. But I, win I think that you're you're nuts. I, I do. I if you're backing Arsenal here, I think you're somewhat nuts. But they should still be able to get the job done here. I just, I can't, I don't trust them. I don't trust them with, with anything in my body really to, to be able to, to dig deep here and, and grind this one out because this is going to take a, this is going to be a Gruden grinder if I've ever seen one. And, and the problem with Arsenal is when they do have a lot of possession, that is yeah. when I think Mustafi gets more and more exposed because the lad's mm -hmm. positioning is so poor. I was talking to one of my buddies today who was a former center back in high school, just a, he's a solid all around football player and he's an Arsenal supporter. And he just talks about how when M Mustafi doesn't know when to, when to lay off and when to go in. And he, it's, it's, oh, something yeah. that you, it's something that you can't teach really. It, it's just a natural feel for a center half. He doesn't have it. Louise definitely doesn't have it. And you know, it, it's, it's tough. So I, I think that there will be, 
a lower amount of goals. I, I think that if Arsenal, if you can find them at a pick them around minus 120 to minus 130, I don't think it's horrendous. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think that we can we can definitely safely move on from here. Yeah, we, we can move on. Um, next match, West Ham hosting Wolves at the Olympic Stadium. Matt, those are your boys. Um, in this match, well, I can see the lines now. In this match, um, I see Wolves as obviously the favorites at plus 117. Posted total, I have on my book at two and a quarter, shaded to the over at minus 125. Uh, Matt, I'll go ahead and take the reins here because I'm sure you have a lot to say about your boys here. I, I, but this one, I really debated it because I, I, I really want to play it, actually. But I'm going to hold off here. It's a both teams to score at minus 136. The only reason I held off, I didn't like the odds I'm getting there. Uh, I don't want to lay that kind of price. But West Ham, you know, they conceded at least one goal in their last 10 matches. That's been the story with West Ham. I feel like every single year is just defensively, they just consistently have issues. Um, Wolves in their 16 away matches over the entire season this year, um, 13 of those both teams have scored. So Wolves, you know, you think of them as this, this team that holds it tight at the back and is going to counter you. But typically when they leave the Molyneux, they, they struggle to keep teams out. And this West Ham side, they're getting some players back. They've been one of these teams that's, you know, had these nagging injuries all year. They're going to come back with the Armalenko, Howler, Anderson, Antonio. They're all good to go. And on their day, they're good enough to get on the score sheet. On the other side of the ball, Wolves, you know that story. Jimenez, Jota, Traore, they can get it going and score goals as well. I think it's going to be actually a pretty good match. I think a lot of people are going to look at this and think Wolves are just going to get it done. But I think West Ham could keep it tight. And this is really, in my opinion, one to watch this weekend. I, I really like this fixture. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? I'm excited to watch this one. This is one that I really – because I want to gauge West Ham and how I feel like they're going to look with this run in here coming up. I mean, I, I do want – I really want to get a good look at West Ham here. And, you know, I might be a little early here. I, I think that it's probably better to pass this one, but I did already lock it in. Um, I, I am playing Wolves here just because, like you said, that they are my boys a little bit and – um, I, I love how they're kind of my boys, you know, after, after all these weeks and weeks of pods, somehow now I am just full on wolves and, and I love it. Um, but I, I think Cody, actually, I really think that I'd play that both teams to score. I, I, I'd like that. I really do. I think that yeah, I, I wouldn't let the juice scare you away. I mean, sometimes the juice, the is, juice is loose, man. It's worth the squeeze here. I'm telling you. Because West Ham have a lot of quality attacking players here. and But for me, I mean, Wolves have just owned them the last three, um, six, six and oh in the three in the three head to heads. West Ham have not scored against Wolves. Something tells me that they do score here. I think if Wolves win this match, they are going to need to score two to get it done, which is right. a concern. But, you know, West Ham another good reason to gauge them. They've got two London derbies coming up here with Spurs and Chelsea. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, it's very interesting. Um, but, but I, I did play wolves. I got uh plus one fifteen on it. I thought it was a fair price. I, I think that if I, you know, I play Lester and I play wolves, I think that at worst, I think one of them are going to win. And, and that would, that would equal somewhat of a profit between those two. Um, you know, plus right. money, plus money road, road squad. So 
yeah, it, it's Wolves for me. You know, it's it's Nuno Santos. It, it's it's Jimenez. It's Jota. It's it's Triore. I, I just, you know, it, it goes further than that. It, it really does. So it, I love this squad. They they might not be as deep as some of these other teams, but thank goodness they they've got the rest. They've had right. rest. They've played more matches than anyone in this league this season, and um, they got a well deserved rest there. So I'm hoping that they'll come out firing. No, I'm with you. And I actually think about their – I think their depth is pretty good. I, I talked about it the other day. I think all these matches have proven how actually deep they are this year. It's pretty shocking. Um, so I, I think they 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 have a really good side to make a nice run and collect points over these next nine matches. And it, it, it'll start with West Ham. I agree with you there. They, they should be able to get it done. But I think it's going to be tight. All right, let's move it on down the line, Sir Squid, and we are going to go to Bournemouth hosting Palace here. Bournemouth plus 150 on the money line, Palace plus 195, the draw is plus 225 here. We got a posted total of two and a half, rightly so, shaded to the under at minus 134. For me, Cody, I'll take this one. It's a play of mine. It's amazing. It's an absolute snoozer of a match. But it, it's kind of just goes back to where I think that the cherries have struggled all season. Uh, I'd be, you know, I'd be really shocked if if Eddie Howe can pull this squad out of this this uh, relegation zone and keep them up again. They they just have struggled, and and it's inside the football club. It's outside. It's it's in the upper management. It's in terms of who they've bought over the f- past few seasons and. Now with the news of no Ryan Frazier, your outlet winger, the outlet ball to be able to spring on the counterattack, which Bournemouth has been known to do well these last few seasons. That's why they've always been more of a mid-table side mm-hmm. is you know just their ability to counter. And, and without the speedy Frazier, it, it's going to be a real concern. And I saw your, your uh, tweet this week on him, and uh, we'll get into it here. I'm sure you'll talk about it a little bit, but but mm-hmm. shame on Frazier leaving his boys out to dry in the in the Sahara. Um, just just shame on him, seriously. So for me, I think that if you're going to give me a plus quarter of a goal head start with a Palace side that we know, Cody, over the last 12 to 24 months has been a fantastic roadside, a top five, six mm-hmm. road team in this league consistently over the calendar season. I just think it's, I think it's a good bet. I think it's a good bet. I think it's, you know, I'm finding it at minus 135 to give me a plus quarter of a goal head start. I, I think a draw is in play, of course. Yes. Um, I, but I think that Zaha and Palace can win this match. I think this is a 50-50. You know, I was on the the show with Flash and Martin today, and, you know, the, one of the concerns they kind of brought up is just the overall motivation of Palace. What is their motivation? Because they're sitting safe. They're they're not really playing for anything in Europe next season, but they're not going down. So how is old boy Roy <laughs> going to be able to, you know, really continue going and, and really motivating this squad. But, you know, these guys haven't played in a few months. I mean, I, they're going to be ready to go. They want to play. And, yeah, give it to me. Plus a quarter of a goal head start. Crystal Palace, lock it in. I like it. Um, I'm on the same page. Give me old boy Roy after a break. 
He's probably, I'll tell you what old boy Roy's been doing for the past three months. <laughs> Every morning, his alarm clock rings at 6.15 a.m. He walks down his steps to his wine cellar, picks out a $300 bottle of wine, uncorks it, and takes the entire day to drink the bottle. And that's what he's been doing for the past three months. He's been enjoying life, and he's back to football. He's going to take a palace side, and he's going to, again, probably get them in the top 10 on their goal differential of like seven goals, nine goals. He's too good for this. He doesn't. He, his motivation comes from all the years he's managed. He knows what he's doing. His players are going to have a problem there. And let's go back to Ryan Frazier. I'm going to bring it back. I haven't said this in a while. Neither of you. Give me the bloker joker of the week in a Ryan Frazier. Oh my God. It, it have to be. Let me just, well, I mean, it's Louise because it, it, it's, it has to be Louise. No, it's a new match. This is a new match. You know, what's worse than what David Louise did. At least he was on the pitch. Ryan Frazier completely quit on Bournemouth. And my, he just True. completely quit True. on board. And at least Louise uh, I get the contracts, up. I get the ins and outs, yes. but it really wasn't much effort on his side. He didn't want to keep playing for Bournemouth. He's waiting to, to let this run down and stay in the Premier League with, with, with guys he's with in the locker room that are fighting, you know, for their wages because they're going to probably drop down to the championship. And he left them out to dry. I don't agree with that. This is a guy that was poised to a move, for a move to Arsenal. Imagine another player like this. And an Arsenal kid. He he's the loser. Get him out. I, whoever he goes to, I feel sorry for you next season. Um, and, and this is the thing. He's he's been their most important player over the past two years, arguably. He was fantastic last year. He's he's their guy who gets all their assists. They're gonna be missing a huge part on that left wing. Um, so for that reason alone, I like Palace at a pick him at plus one oh four. I'm not gonna play it. Um just because, again, I, I kind of want to sit back and watch what happens this weekend with everything going on. Um, Bournemouth, they've lost seven of their last ten going into the break. Um, they've conceded at least one goal in 12 straight matches as well. So th they can't defend. Without Frazier, I, I don't like any part of them. I really don't at all. So I'm with you there. Yeah, I mean, it's the old school versus the new school in terms of managers. Um, I just wanted to quickly ask, you know, what, what do you think old boy Roy does drink? Is it Do you think he's with a, with a white Merlo. or – more of a red, more of a red kind of lad. He's drinking Merlot. I, 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 I can see that. I can yeah, see that. Definitely. 100% of the time. Always drinking a red. And uh, speaking of red, Sheffield United, just a few days removed from being robbed of a victory, are going to go to St. James in a back-to-back -back snoozer. This is the two snooziest teams in the league. If you're watching this one, I'll be on the golf course. I'm not going to be. I'll tell you that right now. Tea time has been set for kickoff on this. I'm not going to pay attention to it. But that doesn't mean you can't find an angle or two here. Um, looking at it, obviously the posted total, it's going to be low. I have it here on my book at uh, two goals shaded to the over at minus 115. You're going to have United Sheffield United as the favorite at plus 138. Newcastle can be bought at plus 220. Matt, I don't have much on this, and I'm sure you're probably going to be going out to the same angle, maybe switching it up a bit, but I like to draw at plus 196. I honestly see another 0-0, maybe a 1-1. Um, it's going to be a cage match, very few shots. Uh, Newcastle did win the reverse fixture 2-0. They had a really good day that day, but um, coming off the break, Sheffield with a little bit of you know match experience, match fit, match fit, I can't say the word, fitness, 
I think they are in a better position here, even though they've played recently. Um, in Sheffield, extremely good side away from home. Um, nine draws over their last 16 away matches this season. I think you can put them in double digits after this one. Yeah. Yeah. This one for me, Cody, as we talked about Sheffield, very unlucky in terms of the goal line technology, but they were, they were outclassed a bit by Villa. It's kind of what I talked about in the last pod. I, I thought that the talent for Villa was a little bit stronger than Sheffield, especially when you're coming off a break. It, it's, these type of there's match winners on, on some of these squads. And I don't, I don't really see one for either of these sides to be fair. Mm -hmm. So for me, after talking with some people today and stuff, I, I really do like Newcastle plus a quarter of a goal, the same type of bet that I liked palace with Newcastle. I mean, let's think about it, Cody, a more established premier league club. I was thinking about this today, just, been in the league for a, a much longer time. Um, you know, they still have got to secure a couple points here just to, to fully secure safety here. But, you know, the reverse fixture, I mean, they did have success against Sheffield. Yeah. And, and the fact is, is there's not going to be a lot of goals to be had. I, I think that, I mean, I only see one to two goals max here. So if you're going to give me that plus a quarter of a goal head start, I'm seeing it right now yeah. at DraftKings minus 115. I think it's fair. I think it's really fair. I, I think that um, I wonder how Sheffield's feeling after what happened last week with that, uh, with the goal line stuff. But the fact is, is they just don't create a lot. They don't create a lot of clear cut opportunities. And I could see this, like we talked about, I mean, back to back snoozers that we're talking about and, you know, I'll leave it at that. I'm kind of over these snoozers. Let's move it on over. Let's go, Cody. Let's go to Villa Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea um, in that minus 175 range, I believe. Where, where am I? I'm missing. Okay, there we go. Yeah, Chelsea minus 182. Um, you know, Villa plus 480. They're going to need something here. The draw plus 335. Cody, in the reverse fixture, we backed Villa mm -hmm. on the handicapped. And it was about as easy of, as a win as it gets. Um, they they ended up losing the match late on with a fantastic Mason Mount volley, but the the handicap was never in doubt. It was um, yeah. it was a beautiful plus one point five. It might have even been a plus two. I cannot remember now, but um, you know I I'm passing this one. Let let the listeners know what you have here. Um. It might have lost midweek, the squid special, but that doesn't mean you give up. When you don't succeed, you try and try again. The squid special is back. We're playing both teams to score in Chelsea on the money line. Same odds we got midweek at plus 190. Man, Chelsea, um, I think they're, they've been putting it together. Um, I know a few days ago I thought they, they're going to fall out of the, the top four, and I still think that, but it's not going to start against Villa. Um, Villa, you know, is reeling a bit. They're, they're still fighting off that relegation. Um, and they just played midweek. It's a team that's not deep at all. I'm talking at all. And they have players that just returned from injury and you're going to turn around and play match three days later, four days later against a side that is uber talented, much talented than you at every position, um, with a manager who has 
definitely got them up for this as well. The, the, he's a manager who's going to be pushing them to the brink, and I think it's a great matchup here for Chelsea. Um, Chelsea, the one side, I think they are going to allow a goal. The last time they had a clean sheet was back in January versus Burnley. It's been seven matches since they were able to keep somebody out of the net. Um, I The only worry I do have is Jorginho is not going to feature here, and he's been crucial to them this season. Um, it's a bit risky um, because Villa also have their goal scoring issues, but because of how they played um, against Sheffield, the opportunities they got against a really tough defensive side, and they really had some good looks. I'd be shocked. If they don't get one by, especially with the Chelsea goalkeeping woes. If they put that many shots on target, where they have nine plus shots on target, if they do that again against a goalkeeper who is honest. Let's be honest, not great at shopping, stopping shots. I think they'll see uh, they'll get some love here, but I do see Chelsea really just coming out in waves and scoring two or three goals, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that um, I sorry to cut I cut off on you a little bit, but um, You're good. yeah, I, I Sheffield's defense is uh, it's another level. I think to Chelsea's defense, yeah, I really do. Just in terms of organization, maybe not star power, but we all know that defense is is really more so about organization. So. Um, I like your look there. I really do. I think that Villa, I think that Villa score here. I think that this is a three, one. I think this one has three, one written all over it. And I, um, I think that Chelsea to cover the Asian handicap too. Yep. I like that shout. So yeah, you can find Chelsea at minus one. Um, let me just get you a current on that one. Just, just as a lean from me, just on the Asian handicap, I just want to see exactly what we're looking at here. Minus minus one ten to minus one fifteen. Um, so yeah, not not terrible, not terrible. It's I, not. Villa are going to be holding on though for dear life as long as they can. Oh, they're going to be know, holding I think on. That if you're wanting to back Villa here, you're wanting to do it probably in the first half. I think they're going to want to hold on for forty five and get into the break and see what they can conjure up in the second half, but. But yeah, that this one is um, it's uh, it looks like it's a blues blues cruise. Blues, you say? I think it's time we go to Merseyside. It's Ooh. Derby football. Three months removed, your boys are back, and they're going to play Everton. Bitter rivals. In this match, you're going to have Liverpool, obviously the favorites at minus one seventy two. You can grab Everton at plus four sixty. Posted total I have is at 2.75 goals, still shaded a bit to the over at minus 114. Matt, you are literally face-to-face with that coveted Premier League trophy. What do you think about this match, and, and when do you think Liverpool secure it, and how do you feel to be so close to greatness? Yeah, I mean, we should be able to secure it. I think we play Palace next, and how do I feel? I, I you know, I've waited my whole life for this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, you know, it's it seriously has been 30 years. I'm 29. Um, I have not been a fan for Liverpool that entire time. But can you imagine? I mean, my entire lifetime, these guys have waited for the coveted Premier League trophy, and it just has not come. But it's let me, come- on, let me, let me ask you a question while you're at yeah. that. Which one do you hold more importance in, the Premier League title or Champions League? For me, because I, you know, 
I haven't been, you know, I haven't been following the Premier League since the 90s. You know, I just got into it, you know, in the the mid, you know, to early 2000s, basically. And for me, it's always been kind of, I think the Champions League is like the Super Bowl. So, so that's why it's always just held a little bit more, but not, not really anymore. I mean, after this, after what you see in 2014 with, with the Suarez, the Gerard slip, I mean, this is going to be everything to this city. It, it's just going to be everything, and um, it, it's probably a good thing that they don't hoist it in in Liverpool at Goodison. I mean, just it, for the city, yeah. I guess. Just to that 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 uh, that rivalry cuts so deep. So at least you know there's not going to be any any real craziness after that match. But um, yeah, for me, I mean, this is just. We know how cagey this match normally is, but I don't see it being that cagey this time around because of the no fans. Something tells me that this match is going to be open, more open than normal. And unless, and he's been known to do, there's one guy that has gotten the better of Jurgen a few times, and it's Carlo Ancelotti. I, I remember him tactically setting up against Jurgen with his Napoli sides and just frustrating the heck out of us. And I, I could see something like that happen, but you know, I'm seeing there's no Mina in, in the center half role. So, I mean, they've already got some makeshift guys going back there. It's not going to be because you know how towering he is in the air. Uh, and yeah. especially that, that takes away all of Everton's set piece venom any corners, any set pieces, crosses with Mina with and without him, it's, it's just, it's gone. It's really gone with that club. So for me, I think, I think big bro slaps little bro, little bro around here. Sorry. Um, and you know, I think it's really down to chemistry, this Liverpool chemistry that we've talked about for the last year, Cody. I mean, this, this squad, Everybody is so close, and it starts from the top of the management down to even the substitutes. Um, we're deeper. Uh, we're 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 just we're just better all around here, and I think this price is way it's off. I think this price is off. I think that Liverpool should be bigger favorites on what we're going to call really to me a neutral site, and uh, you're going to give me Liverpool and the over one point five goals at minus one twenty four. I'll bite. Yeah. Um, I like Liverpool. I'm not playing it. Okay. I like Liverpool minus one. I'm not playing it because I stepped into this damn hole earlier this season in the reverse fixture, and I'm not sinking my second foot into this trap again. But I do like it. Um, one reason I like it, too, is when Liverpool come out, uh, at least over the past few years, they're you know when they come out in August after a layoff, they jump out of the gate. And I think this break really does them good in that sense where they've kind of regalvanized. They've, they've got some energy back in the squad. You know, they've played a lot of matches this season. I think they're going to jump out and really put it on Everton. Um, but historically, this this is just a really tight affair. Liverpool's only covered the, the minus one on the Asian handicap one time over the last seven meetings between these two sides and the Merseyside Derby. Um, so I, I'm laying off, but I really like Liverpool. I really do like them on Sunday. I do. Uh, something tells me this is going to be kind of like the last FA Cup match they played. That was one had I don't know how many goals. I remember I played Liverpool in the under 4.5, and there that was, was like a five seven, two, five, it? Yeah, seven goals. Yeah, 
So, but again, I just want to make this point. Liverpool are going for the Premier League record, folks. 100 points set by Manchester City in 2018. You don't think that Liverpool want to go for that and break that and be not just hoisting the the title for the first time in 30 years, but to be just in that that all-time glory of being the absolute best that the league has ever seen. I expect I expect Liverpool I expect Liverpool to to really come out and be really sharp in not just this match in the remaining matches. Do not Cody with your invincibles bullshit. Do you have a golden trophy in your locker? Do you have a do golden not. Premier League trophy? Do not with your invincibles you? bullshit. What? I mean, I'm just saying. What do you mean? I'll, you get a golden trophy for going undefeated. And I believe yeah. uh, Arsenal are the only ones that have a golden trophy. Yeah, but how many how many points did you guys even collect that season? That's all right. We had a few more draws. I believe we were what ninety four points that year. So I don't. Know. I thought we were right around. We're right. definitely best team of all time. We ninety didn't points. Ninety points. Nice. Don't don't even try to shave a couple more with your ninety four. Dude, we didn't lose a match. You can't. You not losing a match. I think puts you as you know. That's, that's the best Premier League season of all time. Well. It hasn't been said ever on the podcast before, but let's get to it right now. 2019-2020 Liverpool dust the Invincibles. Ah, uh, man, I don't know about that. I really don't think so. It would be. Dust them. Get out of town. Uh, it is. Hey, it has to be said, though, just like the Invincibles that year that got knocked out in the UCL semis. Liverpool Stop. got knocked out this year in the uh, – the round of 16. So um, they don't have European glory to See, either of that. Game. That's why I wanted to ask you that question too. Cause when it comes to premier league or champions league for me, you know, I, I like, I, I think I'd find more, it's hard to say, but I think I'd find more joy in the league, but right. Arsenal haven't got that champions league trophy. So I don't know. It's, it's a tough uh, one. It's just always been the champions league is the super bowl to me. And right I now love- it's the champions league, but if we'd already had one, I guess yeah. we already had a champions league. I think I would, Cover the Premier League more, but I fucking I want that Champions League trophy. I know, I know. It's it's just the way that the format sets up. We've talked yeah. about it. I want to talk about it again on many other pods, but just the aggregate format of everything. When I first learned about that and in, in soccer, I just you know, it just blew my mind because I think yeah. it's the most. I think it's one of the most fair ways to play um, all around. So. Yeah, let's uh let's let's finish it off here, Cody. We got one more. We've gone um, you know, way longer than we thought we would, but that's just <laughs> the way it goes when you're talking with a great mate. <laughs> no, no, yeah. The, the last one, honestly, I don't it's gone long, but I don't think there's much really to say about this match. Um, Burnley are gonna travel to the Etihad and play Manchester City. Looking at Manchester City, obviously heavy favorites at minus seven seventy. You can grab Burnley if you're if you've had, you know, a couple beers, it's Monday afternoon, and you got you got some money in your pockets burning a hole, throw it at Burnley. Take him at plus two thousand. Post a total three and a half goals shaded, obviously in my in my opinion, to the over at minus one twenty. I'm gonna make it quick and tell you what I think about this one. I like Burnley at the plus two and a half goals at minus one twenty nine. They're solid defensive team on their day. City just played a couple days ago. Um, you know, recovery time. They do have depth, so I'm sure they'll rotate. But they did just play. 
Maybe Burnley can hang around and keep it pretty tight. Burnley have only lost by more than three goals just once over the last eight matches. So if they really have a good day, they could, they could hang in there. But I, I'm not an idiot, Matt. I'm not going to play that. And I would not advise anybody else playing that yep. simply because it's City and you don't know what you're going to get. But if it's Monday and you want some action and you're listening to the podcast, that would be my opinion. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm the complete opposite way um i think the only way that if you were to play burnley let's say you had some serious cojones and you want to stick your stick your neck out on the line and take burnley you've got to do it in the first half uh maybe you you can find burnley at plus one in the first half and hope that sean dyche you know kind of organizes a plan to sit back park the bus and see if we can just keep them at bay for 45 minutes somehow but the thing for me is this city side that we saw against you guys is it was unfair. It, yeah. It's simply the, the, it's the, what really it's a bet for me. This is a bet. This is one of my favorite bets of the week is, is city minus two. You can, or you can do minus 2.5. It really depends on like kind of where you're shopping. Um, you know, I'm seeing right now city minus 2.5 is plus 107 right now at DraftKings. Okay. Um not terrible. Um I was yeah, able terrible. to find I was able to find city minus 2 at minus 150 earlier today. I'm seeing it it's minus 159 right now. So it's not anything right. crazy. So city minus 2 minus 150 for me. It's the five subs. It, it's completely unfair. It, it, it's it's unfair. This squad is world class. Their bench is world class. It's 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 unfair. No, it it really is. I mean, it, it's it's terrifying when a team is going to sit there and bring on like Sergio Aguero, uh, Bernardo Silva, uh, and Leroy Sané at this point off the bench. That, I mean, that is ridiculous ridiculous when they're yeah. up three goals already it is ridiculous know. you know, know. Like, it's swap out a fullback you want Zinchenko okay do you want um do you want uh Cancelo okay you know it's, it's, it's it, it never ends it should never be a crime ends. against football it, it never ends it's it's Phil Foden it's 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 Rodri it's it's whatever they want they have everything they have an abundance of talent at every position and yeah, and, and which they is, didn't have to travel. Okay, they they didn't right. have to travel. They're playing in Manchester again, and they got their warm up match in. And Burnley haven't played that yet. I mean, they just got they got their warm up match in. And if this pitch isn't, you know, Burnley, this is a weather check. If if that weather is like it was against Arsenal, I could see Burnley hanging around this Asian handicap. Right. But if if it's if it's good weather in Manchester and the pitch isn't, you know if it's just not pouring down rain and the ball's all heavy and whatnot, then uh, th this one to me, it's just, it should be like a four, one, four, four, right. zero, four, four, you'd zero, probably. In one thing, well, two things, actually one that Man Manchester city, I'm not kidding you for the last 30 minutes of that game bar when they played 10 men for the last, what five to eight minutes. They literally were just kicking the ball around. They weren't running. They were, they were, I think, intentionally just saving themselves. 
mm-hmm. they were just kicking it around, kicking it around. So they're they're fresh. They they weren't being pushed by us or no, by on any regards. And two, going back to the substitutions, there's a lot of people that were calling for these five substitutes to become a staple. I think that would be irresponsible to do by the oh. by the FA. Because it, it, I think it really, really benefits these sides with 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 a lot of money. These deeper sides, yeah. it, it I dilutes think it, the product. I think it's an issue. It it dilutes the product of the game entirely. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I think it would be. I think it's 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 extremely unfair. It's a top heavy league already. Um, as far as you know, top six to the bottom six. I think that would just widen that golf, and that's not something you want. You want competitiveness in the in the Premiership. So I, I don't like that angle. And it really shows with, you know, sides like City, Liverpool, um, et cetera. But that's just me. But, um, yeah, we can we can go ahead and wrap these up unless you have anything else to say about uh, that match. No, not at all. I, I think we've, we've covered all 10, um, you know, the best way that we can. You know, we always like to give you guys, you know, just some type of insight on any match, even if we're not betting on it, if it's a match that you are interested in on then at least we're pumping out some lanes for you guys and hopefully putting you on the right side. Um, Cody, I'll, I'll go first here with my uh, summary here. I have got Lester and I've found them at plus 115 this morning to, um, to get the job done against Watford. I've got Wolves at plus 120 to get the job done against West Ham. I've got Crystal Palace plus a quarter of a goal at minus 135 Liverpool to beat the Blues. Come on, boys. <laughs> Liverpool at over 1.5 Liverpool. And that is at minus 124 right now at DraftKings and then I've got City to absolutely wipe the floor with Burnley and at minus 2, minus 150. I think worst case scenario that match pushes at 2. Fair enough. I'm Playing two matches here, the over two and a half goals at minus 109, Tottenham hosting United at Tottenham Stadium. And my last play of the weekend, Aston Villa hosting Chelsea. Both teams have score and Chelsea on the money line. Squid special at plus 190. It was a long episode. We had a lot to talk about, a lot to digest for everybody there. Again, you're going to hear a lot of us. We'll be back midweek. There's more action and there's more money to stuff in your pockets matt thank you as always you can find matt at matt j underscore lawrence and find me at squids picks have a great weekend everybody boom